Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with founder of Dollar Divas, Jen Patterson. She is the founder of this company. It's a money-changing coaching company that supports female entrepreneurs or mompreneurs who need financial assistance with their businesses. With more than 12 years of experience, she has mastered the psychology of money, the step-by-step process of growing a business, and the art of creating financial stability. We cover all of this and more. Enjoy. It's great to meet you. Thanks for taking a minute out. And I want to begin our conversation with surviving the last three and a half years or so. How did you get through COVID and how did it change you? How did I get through COVID? Um, Well, let's be honest. uh, I'm not sure that we, (laughs) I feel like we we almost didn't in a way, but it was uh, an exercise in teamwork and an exercise in just figuring out as you go and realizing that things may not look exactly the way you thought they would, but that's okay. So when COVID started, I had a baby who was six months old and a toddler. Uh, My husband was traveling a ton. So we had a very set lifestyle. I had my systems in place. And then all of a sudden, everything that I had built to create space and to give myself uh, time to work vanished into thin air. And suddenly I was in a relatively small home. And then with my husband added into the, the mix, we were not used to having him home all the time. And so we we adjusted um, relatively quickly, but there was some growing pains for sure. And it um, it created an environment for me to have to be creative, both as a parent and as a business owner, to really work within the confines of a very small space, but also to be able to continue serving my practice and making sure my kids were okay. And I got really good at scheduling. Um, I, every night before I would go to bed, I'd sit down and I'd map out the next day, you know, from nine 30 to 10, I would do calendar time with my toddler. And then it was, we do the online class for her. It was, you know, a little movement class. And then like, it all was scheduled out and I knew exactly what was happening throughout my day. And that really was what got me through. So Dollar Dave is, is your company, but if I was to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at career day and one of the kids was like, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? <laughs> I answer that child by saying, I help people with money Yeah, and I help people handle their money. I help tell people how to be, I wouldn't if someone say the word strategic to a three, uh, third grader, but I, you know, I help people create plans so that they always have enough money. So what is it about the education system that just won't teach kids? I mean, when you get into <laughs> college, you got these high-level economics classes, finance, you got all of these things that branch out. But when you're kids, you just aren't taught anything about this. I, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. You and me both. And I have stood up on my soapbox more than once, you know, just shouting to whoever will listen about the fact that money is such a big part of our lives and yet we're just expected to be good at it it's almost like you hand the keys to ferrari to a 16 year old and say good luck you know some kids are gonna do okay and they they might figure it out but some kids gonna wrap that car around a tree and that's exactly what happens with our finances some people are naturally good at it they they see their money in a way that helps them be really strategic and intentional with it whereas others just don't have the 
in, innate ability to do it. And yet nobody's there to handhold them through the process in the same way that we're handheld through the process of learning to drive a car, learning to read, learning to write. All of these very functional parts of our lives we're taught to do, except this very, very important and central part of our lives. It's yeah. absolutely mind-boggling. It's crazy. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? I wanted to be a ballerina. Okay. All right. So how did you get to this point where you're savvy with money? You're trying to help people be better with it. You're a coach. How did all of the seeds become who you are today? It all started when I was about 18 years old and I was fascinated. I mean, I always loved numbers. Numbers to me were like friends because one plus one always made two. Two plus two always made four. Whereas I found the world of like writing and interpretation to be very confusing and I, I never quite grasped it. I really liked the concrete stability of numbers and math. And so that led me down a path of, well, I also like shopping and buying things. And the way to me to do, do those things is to have lots of money. And how can I go about doing that in a way that's easy. Um, the youngest in me likes to find the shortest path to what I want. And so learning about money seemed to be the obvious choice, the fastest way to get what I wanted. And so I would I started going to uh, financial conferences with my dad. And it was so funny because there was little 18-year-old me in this sea of old white dudes. Yeah. And <laughs> I would get the strangest looks, but I was fascinated by it because it was a concept of learning how to make money with money. And I was uh, that just seemed really, really interesting to me. So that led me to a degree in economics, which then led me to uh, a career as a financial advisor. I loved that world. I loved talking about money. I didn't love the way that I was compensated. I felt like there was a conflict of interest between the financial advising world and their clients. Um, that's a whole other soapbox rant. But um, then when I had my kids, that lifestyle just was very difficult to navigate between my life as a financial advisor and my life as a mom. And that's where I started working in the online world and started my coaching practice because that was something I could fit in the in-betweens while my kids were napping or at school. Um, and that's kind of how I got here now is, you know, it's a bit of a convoluted route, but I think that anyone who ends up doing this kind of work, it's rarely a straightforward, you know, sure. but that was oh. what I've always wanted to do. Yeah, with most anything, yeah, there's always these twists and turns. And, you know, as you get older, when you look back, you're like, wow, that's, there's a lot going on. Um, who's been a hero for you in your life? Heroes. Oh, my goodness. I would say, honestly, my mom has been a huge hero for me. And I'm very lucky. She is one of my best friends. I talk to her every single day. And she was the grounding force, my rock, growing up. Um, she was also an accountant, very financially minded. So for me growing up, I saw her as the money mind in my family, which really helped me to feel like, yes, even as a woman, you know, in the sea of men, I belong here. This is where I can be. There is no reason why I can't do this, this kind of work and be successful in the financial field. Um, and, you know, to this day as a parent and as, you know, a financial mind, like my, my mom has really steered a big part of who I am in my career. And, and I look up to her and I, like I said, I call her almost every day. And usually it's, hey, mom, what do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> so 
talk to me a little bit about if you could meet anybody alive on the planet, whether it's an inspiration in your profession or otherwise, and you could spend a little bit of time with them, one person, who would that be? Oh, that's a fascinating question. Um, there, I, I'm struggling for his name right now. There is a book that I read that um, just really opened my eyes, and it was called The Psychology of Money. And the author of that book, I feel like, would be a fascinating conversation because I was raised, my father was a psychologist, and my mother was an accountant. So, so is it Morgan Housel? That that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I just I can look it up. I just looked it up and that's what came yeah. up on Amazon. So yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's the one. So what is it for you every day that, that, that is your inspiration to get up, to get out of bed, to help people with money and to evolve as a person? How does that work for you? I, I'm trying to think of what actually gets me out of bed every day besides like my kids saying, mom, I'm hungry. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or on the flip side, it's my dog saying, mom, I want to walk. Uh -huh. I um, know that feeling. Believe me. Yeah. Yeah. The wet nose is very effective. But yeah. the thing that brings me back to my career and back to working with my clients every day is the sense of accomplishment that my clients have, that I see the aha moments in them. And that just lights me up knowing that I've changed someone's life that they now have knowledge that's going to affect them for the rest of their life. You know, this the type of work that I do is not something that you just do once, tick off a list and carry on. It's something that you can utilize throughout your entire life to make your life better. I talked to a client recently who I worked with two or three years ago, and she said, I don't know where I would be without you. Like my life truly changed the day that I signed on to work with you because I now am in a place where, you know, I'm having a baby tomorrow. I'm going to buy a new car to, uh, you know, fit my new family. And there is no stress. She said, I've got all the cash lined up, ready to go. I can just hand it over and walk away with my new car. I never would have been able to do that before I met you. And those moments really are what drive me forward is seeing the change that I see in my clients and seeing that they can have a life without stress around finances. Um, that that's Those moments are what bring me back to the table every time. So what's one of your favorite success stories of a client? My favorite success story is actually a pretty recent one. I was working with a client who was brand new as a business owner. She had never worked as an entrepreneur, always been an employee. And we we sat down and created her plan. And we went through the first implementation of how to intentionally allocate revenue. So how to like decide what she's going to do with her dollars with a really intentional plan. And it took us about 10 or 15 minutes to allocate it out, do a few little transfers. And I said, great, okay you're done next week when you get paid again, just go through the process again. And she kind of looked at me and went, well, that's it. And I said, well, do you want there to be more? Should we make it harder? And she said, well, I've never been proactive with finances. I've always been very reactionary. And that moment for me of seeing someone go through the process of being reactionary, having financial stress be a daily part of their life to seeing how really easy it is to be more proactive with your finances to make a plan and see it through to you know to completion like it was so 
fun to see. I almost like I could see her shoulders drop. Like there was actual physical change in her body language as she went through this and realized that not only was it easy, but that she could do it and that it wasn't scary. Yeah. So what was the book growing up for you? What was the first book that you read that really like got you going that made you wanted to read more books and love reading? Uh, my big book in general or book on finance? Maybe just a book in general, just something that kind of got you going and wanting to read. There was a book that I read when I was about 10 years old. And again, the name escapes me. Uh, it was about two kids who um, fled Europe during World War II and were placed with a family in Canada and just about their their young lives. And uh, their author was Kit Pearson. Um Again, the name escapes me, but that that book, it really opened my eyes to storytelling. And from that point on, I I've, I've loved reading. I, I am an avid reader. Anytime I, I get a chance, you know, I've got audiobooks on the go all the time. Yeah. I've got a stack on my bedside table. I love to read. And, and that really was was the first uh, kickoff to seeing the world uh, that books can provide. Absolutely. So. Of all of the entrepreneurs that exist out there, I mean, there's big names. You can go from Warren Buffett to Elon Musk. There's all these success stories. But from a money management standpoint, who do you admire the most? What model of entrepreneur or entrepreneur is it that you say they got it? That's that's a that's a solid model. Um, I'm a big believer in the profit first system. So the guy's name is Mike and it's the last name is a big, long, scary thing that I don't even try to pronounce. <laughs> yeah. Um, but his model really shifted the way that I see finances. And it's funny because it was a system that I actually developed just kind of by, uh, trial and error, essentially. And I was talking to a person one day and I said, you know, this is how I manage my finances. And she said, oh, like profit first. And I said, what's that? And uh, she said, well, read this book. And I read the book and I was like, oh, this is exactly what I do. And so it was really funny about kind of the backwards way that I came to it. But it's nice that it's now got a very well-known name. And that when I say that I use a profit first like system, people are like, they get it immediately. Um, But that that is a model that I work with in all of my businesses. So I run three different businesses and I use that for all of them. And it's what I teach my clients. And the reason I love it is because it's very flexible and it works no matter what your business is because it's so flexible. I find the one size fits all doesn't work for most people because we're all different. All our businesses are different and there is no one size fits all. And so you need a system that's flexible that can change and evolve because not only is every business different, but every phase of a business is different. So, you know, the way that I manage my finances in my first year is going to be wildly different from the way that I manage them in my fifth or sixth year. And you need a system that's going to be flexible to grow and change and evolve with you. So let's say you run into that 18 year old version of you that was at that meeting with all those dudes and you have a dream and run into that version of you. And you could give that version of you a piece of advice based on all of these years of wisdom you've gained in life, not only with money, but with everything. What advice would you give that young 18 year old version of you? Stop chasing the shiny object syndrome. Like in all honesty, like that is something that I struggled with for a long time. I'm I love entrepreneur life. I love, you know, that that new business feeling and, and where you've got a brand new idea that you're just so excited about. You know, I would say, like, take a breath, 
and focus in on one at a time because you know that's what's really going to drive things forward is when you take an idea and really give it its due instead yeah. of being a little bit you know scattered about it and you know like I said I do have three businesses so obviously it's a lesson that I'm continuing to learn but you know I really did chase the shiny object for a lot of years yeah so of all of the things that you've done so far in your life what are you the proudest of my kids yeah <laughs> i know that's the stereotypical answer but like really you know they they are they are my my reason for getting up every day i love them so much and the hard work that i put into the rest of my life really is to provide them with opportunities and a lifestyle that you know i think that they're gonna enjoy having as children so that they can grow up and be functional adults yeah so everyone out there has a perception of you family friends clients colleagues but you run the show what's your perception of you who do you think you are i think that i'm a person who loves a lot of things I am very multi-passionate. There are so many little facets of my personality and I love that I'm the, the whole puzzle. I'm the whole picture of all of these different facets of my personality, the entrepreneur, the mom, the softball player, the dancer, like all of these things that I do, they together make up me, the human. And I love that I've created an atmosphere in my life where I get to be all of those different people at different times. So I still play fastball and that is a huge part of my life. I still dance and that's a big part of my life. I'm a full-time mom, which is amazing. I have three businesses and so I get to wear that hat. You know, I've got a great relationship with my husband and so I get to wear the wife hat and no two days are the same. Yeah. And, you know, I love that I love that it's a puzzle. It's not just, I'm not just one thing all the time. Absolutely. So if anyone wants to hire you, reach out, learn more about you, where's the best place to go? Best place to go is Instagram. You can find me at jenpatterson.biz. You can also check out my website, dollydivas.org. I've got tons of great freebies for entrepreneurs, for moms, people who really don't have a ton of time because uh, I don't have a ton of time. So the tools that I create are really dictated towards that lifestyle of I've got 20 minutes to get this done. Let's figure it out. Um, so check out dollardivas.org for all of those in the free resources tab. Wonderful. Jen, thank you so much for your story. Thanks for your time. Have a great 2024. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Hey.